I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. There's something that's costing you time and money in your business. In fact, studies say it can be costing you a week's worth of work every single month. We're going to be talking about what it is and some strategies I've used to reduce it in this episode. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Community Creator Show. I'm coming to you today with a little bit of a cough. So if I sound a little bit different, that's why my kids, my husband, they've all had it for about two weeks and it finally, finally caught me. So I'm very thankful for my amazing editing team that are going to cut out all of my pauses and coughs in this episode for you. And also if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably like something is different about her background. Well, my money tree that my friend Dan Miller gave me is sickly. Poor thing. So it's in the garage waiting for me to do an operation on it to cut out some rotted roots and all of that kind of stuff at the bottom. So if you're like, things are a little more blue and a little less green, that's why my big money tree is gone. But we're going to get that thing back to health. I really do not have a green thumb. And I'm shocked about the amount of plants that I have been able to keep alive inside of my house over the last few years. It has been insane. I think I might say that I actually do have a green thumb now. So I don't know if you're like that at all, but I used to think I could never keep plants alive, but I'm going to try and fix this one, this money tree. We're going to try and see if it comes back. You'll have to keep watching future episodes on YouTube. So hop over to YouTube if you're listening on the podcast and we can see if I can get this money tree brought back to life. All right. So we are going to be talking today about a very important subject. We're going to be talking about distraction. Why is this so important? Well, research says that distraction costs businesses an average of 60 hours per month in lost productivity. That equates to at least 720 hours per year and means that distraction costs businesses over a week's worth of work every month. A week's worth of work is lost every month due to distraction. That's insane. So this is something that is directly impacting your bottom line, your profitability in your business. Even if you don't have employees, even if it's just you, your own distraction is costing you. Now, there are two different types of distraction, right? We're going to talk about just one of them on this episode. One type of distraction is really obvious. It's when the things around us cause us to lose our focus. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, the other type of distraction is one that it's harder to be aware of. It's harder to notice. It's when we aren't focusing on the main thing. We aren't focusing on the thing that's going to drive revenue in our business. And we're distracting ourselves with comfort work or busy work or stuff that just 
feels light and easy and isn't scary or uncomfortable or a big project. That's a different kind of distraction. We're not getting into that in this episode. We're just talking about like good old fashioned, I have lost my focus. Now, this is coming up because I have a small mastermind of Christian women that I run, Christian women in business. And one of the women in that group was coming to our group about an issue that was kind of hanging on with an employee. So there was something that had happened with one of her employees and she'd kind of like brushed it off a little bit. And then it was happening again a couple months later. And she's like, I just don't know what to do about this. Like, how should I approach this? And somebody else in the group came in with such wisdom and insight. She's basically like, distraction has a big cost to your business. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And so my encouragement to her was, this is an energy suck. This is a massive distraction. You either need to let it go or let her go. Like we can't keep trying to resolve this thing with this employee because it's just distracting you from the things that matter. Now, I tell you this because I know all about distraction. I am a mom of four kids. I have my oldest one who has a child of her own who just pops in whenever she feels like it. I have my younger three that are all being homeschooled in our house on the regular. My husband is here. My office is right by the front door with those beautiful glass French doors. Now, whoever thought that was like a brilliant idea for where to put a study, I think they're crazy. In fact, whenever we look at homes, because we're always like talking about moving or, you know, looking for homes, I'm not sure if anybody is as obsessed with Zillow as I am, but I'm always on the Zillow app looking at homes. And one of the things I'm always looking for is where's the office or the study? That's what they call it in a floor plan. Where's the study? Because in my next house, it will not be right by the front door where all the neighborhood kids come and knock. It will not be glass French doors for my kids to peek in, see mom, and be knocking on all the time. And it will be hidden away a little bit, okay? And I do have upstairs in my house, I do have what is kind of a prayer room. It's like a storage closet that I turned into a prayer room. And sometimes when I really, really need to focus, I will go in that room because it's behind the couch. You really can't open the door very well. It's hidden. And if I'm not talking, my kids would never know that I am in there. So I get being distracted. And there are lots of ways for us to get distracted. I was reading an article about this in preparation for this podcast, and they called them weapons of mass distraction. I was like, yeah, that sounds genius. Weapons of mass distraction. We deal with that all the time. And what are they? Okay, these are things that we hear, that we see, and that we think. We hear, we see, and we think. So let's talk about the first one, which is the most obvious one, right? What we hear, the things around us. So many of us think that we are being extra productive because we are listening to podcast episodes or audiobooks while we work. And I would venture to say that based on my research in deep work and distraction and productivity and all of these things that you're not actually being more productive. You think you are because you think you're accomplishing two things at once, but it's actually decreasing your efficiency with the main thing that you're working on. And it's decreasing the quality of the work that you have. So although we do feel like sometimes we can do one thing while doing another, if it's not a task that's just completely mindless, you really can't distract your brain with two things at the same time. You can't focus your brain 
on two tasks that require you to think. So if we're talking about doing the dishes and listening to a podcast, like my husband does all the time, that's different. But if we're talking about writing an email or responding to direct messages or doing something that requires you to actually think and put words together or numbers together, that's not a good time to be listening to a podcast because what we hear distracts us. When we can hear our kids, you know, screaming outside our office door, if you're anything like me or the dog barking or the TV on upstairs, all of that is a distraction because our brains are wired to pay attention to the sounds around us for potential danger. So it tries to understand and it tries to process every sound that it hears, whether it is the moving van that just drove by the front of my house that I just heard or whatever it might be. My brain is trying to take all of that in to help protect me. All right. So that's the things that we hear. And next is the things that we see. Okay. And I am the pot calling the kettle black right now. Why? Because I'm looking around at all of the clutter in my office and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yes. I am so distracted by all of this. I have the kids artwork. I have sticky notes all over the place, note cards. I have a really messy thing over here that I need to organize that has like all of my note cards for my handwritten notes. It has books on it. It has things for a printer that is no longer even in my office. It's up in the homeschool room. I have a really cluttered bookshelf over here. Everything kind of tends to move to this side of the computer behind my computer because when I'm filming, I don't want y'all to see it. But then what happens is when I am trying to work and stay focused, I'm distracted by all those things. And I keep thinking, oh, I need to organize that. I need to get rid of that. I need to move that. Does that pen still work? Oh, where's this thing? So I'm completely guilty of this, but what we see distracts us. So I often think that I'm benefiting myself because I face a massive window in my office. I mean, almost floor to ceiling kind of window. And I love it. It's beautiful. But what happens is I'm constantly distracted by what's happening on that side of my computer. And that's what's happening outside of my window. My friends, Mike and Ange, live right across the street, and Kim and Kevin live right across the street, and I can see every day when Kim gets her two little cute pups out to go for a walk, or when Mike is trying to get a little bit of fresh air in between his work meetings and he pops outside, or when Ange goes to take her little Sorella puppy for a walk. I see all of that happening when some kid rides by on their scooter, and I'm like, oh, is that Caitlin and Mike from down the street? I'm constantly distracted by it. And if you follow me on Instagram, you also know that I have a little animal friend, a lizard that lives right outside my window as well, that is constantly popping over, making little dance moves and distracting me during work. So although I think that I'm benefiting myself by looking out the window, I'm not quite sure that I'm benefiting my productivity. Definitely feels good. It helps me feel like I'm not just stuck in a hole all day, but it definitely doesn't benefit my productivity. So we're distracted by things that we see. And finally, we're distracted by things that we think. Just like the example I gave with my friend who is in my mastermind, she was really distracted by this whole thing that was going on with her employee. And that's really important for us because when our brain is preoccupied with thoughts, it doesn't have the space to think strategically about the most important thing that you're supposed to be working on right now. So let's talk a little bit about how I try to combat distraction. Obviously, there's a lot more that I can do. 
But I just want to give you some advice because I've been working from home since 2012, so more than a decade, and my husband and my kids have been in the mix of that for eight years now. So that's a lot of years of having lots of distraction. So here's some things that I've done. One is we have a sign that is already pre-printed. It's like laminated or it's in a plastic sleeve kind of thing, and it already has the painter's tape on it. And it's basically a do not disturb sign that goes on my front door when I need to be really focused or I'm filming. I didn't think that this was something that was necessary until summer hit and my son was old enough to have friends who were literally knocking on our door multiple times a day trying to see where my son was. So now we have that sign that I can put on the door very quickly at any time. I don't have to write a new sign. I don't have to do anything like that. It's a pre-done sign. I just grab it. I stick it to the door and it says do not disturb. The other thing that we did, y'all, this wasn't intentional, but I think it's maybe one of the most genius things we've ever done. I have a broken doorbell. Yes, friends, a broken doorbell. My doorbell machine thing was up on the wall right next to where we put the basketball goal in our house. And it wasn't long before it got broken. And although my husband has asked multiple times, do you want me to fix it? It's been years now. And the answer remains a solid Heck no. I do not want you fixing that doorbell because all of the solicitors and the delivery people and all of that, they come and they ring my doorbell and it does nothing and it is beautiful. So shutting down the doorbell, that is a way to remove distractions. All right, curtains. We have French doors in our office, right? I told you about these glass doors that my kids literally come up to and make all sorts of weird faces on. So I've bought curtains and the rule is, is that if the curtains are closed, mommy is not to be disturbed. Now my nine-year-old and my five-year-old, they get that and they understand the consequences. My two-year-old, not so much, but we're working on it. But I have these curtains that go over the glass door so that although I am still distracted by the window in front of me, I'm not also distracted by the window to my right. So curtains on the door. We've also added a child-proof handle to the door. So that means that my kids know if the curtain is open, they can tap the glass, they can knock to see if they can come in to see mom, but they can't just open the door on their own and bust in. Now, my nine-year-old and my five-year-old, again, they know how to use that child-proof handle, but they also know how to knock and not disturb mom. We've also hired help. So if you have children at home like I do, consider hiring help. For us, this has really been like a mommy helper. It's been somebody who's maybe recently graduated from high school or is still in high school that can come hang out with the kids for a few hours a day while my husband homeschools the older kids. So their job is really to keep the two-year-old playing and occupied upstairs while I am working downstairs. So don't be afraid to hire help because you know, at the beginning of this episode, I talked about what distraction is costing you, what is costing your business. And so if you can hire help to help eliminate some distractions in your life, then guess what? That's going to have a positive ROI in your business so that you can be more focused on revenue generating activities. Now, this one seems pretty simple, but it has to do with my phone. So during the day when I'm working, I put my phone away. 
I know that if my family really needs me, they're going to call me. I will get a notification on my computer. If anybody calls me, nobody ever calls me other than my family. So it really doesn't matter, but I keep my phone put away. And honestly, my phone actually is not much of a distraction. My husband can actually tell you that 90% of the time I have no clue where my phone is. I have a ton of unread messages. And if somebody calls me, I'm never going to know because I don't ever check my voicemail. I never checked my missed calls and I never really get phone calls other than spam people. So here's the deal. I've done a few things with my phone that I think have been really beneficial. I'm going to share them with you. One, I cleared all of the apps out of my desktop. So you know how you have all your little apps on there and organized? I have none of that. Like it's all gone. All I see is my screensaver or my background or whatever that thing is. I think it's like your desktop picture. So I have that on my phone. Everything else is cleared out. And if I want something, I just use the search function and I search for that particular app and then I find exactly what I'm looking for. But that helps eliminate distractions. I also have no notifications on my phone. Basically, my phone remains in do not disturb at all times. And I have settings so that if my husband calls or if my mom calls or if my oldest daughter calls or anything like that, anybody that's really important... They call me a couple times in a row. It is going to notify me. So they kind of get the pass on being in do not disturb. But everybody else, if you call me during the day, I'm likely not going to see it. If you text me, it's not going to go off. If I get an email, there's nothing. There's no like, have you finished your run? I don't, yeah, none of that is going to go off. (laughs) And in fact, I find it really fascinating when I'm out to eat with friends or spending time with them. And they have their Apple Watch on. And I think sometimes we feel like, oh, I don't have my phone at the table. But their Apple Watch is going off like 10 times during the dinner of the text messages or the phone calls or the calendar alerts or the you haven't closed your circle today thing. It's just going off constantly. So we have an Apple Watch that we use on rare occasions. But I definitely don't want buzzing happening on my wrist at all times. I don't even want it happening on my phone. So all of my notifications are turned off on my phone. My phone is set aside. If somebody needs me in an emergency, they can still get a hold of me because I've identified that contact as somebody that can basically bypass the do not disturb, but there's no notifications for everything else. I don't have anything telling me I haven't drank enough water today. I haven't walked enough, whatever. Like I get the purpose of a lot of that stuff, but if it's happening during your workday, I believe it's actually just causing you more distraction. I also don't have notifications on my desktop for anything other than calendar alerts. Because if I don't have that, I will miss meetings all day long because I get really focused and really intense. And then I look up and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's 3.05. It should have been in a meeting five minutes ago. So other than my calendar alerts, there are no notifications on my desktop. I don't get any notifications when an email pops in, text message, Slack message, all of those notifications are off. And I will tell you, this is probably one of the biggest game changers for distraction is turning all of those notifications off. And studies actually say that it can take you 15 minutes for your brain to get fully refocused in an activity once it's been distracted. So every time a little beep comes up, a little ding comes up on your computer, imagine it taking you 15 minutes for your brain to get fully locked back into the activity that it was doing. Okay. That's really, really costing you. So get rid of all of the dings and just put on your calendar. I have time blocks on my calendar for when I check my Slack notifications for when I check email, et cetera. 
So let's talk about sound other than notifications. You know, I talked about having kids in my house all the time. And so there's a lot of things that can distract me when the kids are here. I can hear them talking about things, arguing. I want to step in. Like, that's my mama heart. Like, I want to step in and figure things out. Even though my husband I know is handling it, my brain doesn't always like calculate that. So what do I do? Well, I put my headphones in and I do not listen to a podcast or an audiobook. I listen to focus music and I've done this for years. I have been a loyal subscriber of this app for so many years. It's called Focus at Will. It's scientifically proven to help you focus, uses that kind of like right brain, left brain, rapid eye movement kind of triggering. There's a whole science behind it. It's not just like, oh, this is easy listening, Spotify playlist. It's actually scientifically designed focus music. You can take a quiz that talks about how you think, your energy levels, your brain type, all of that. And then that will help design for you like your perfect playlist. So I really, really love this. And I can also set timers on it. So I have this little timer here, which I think is also a really great distraction. Combatter is just a good old fashioned egg timer. So I can turn this good old fashioned egg timer on if I'm working on something and it's going to let me know when I need to take that break or when I need to get ready for that next meeting. I don't have to constantly be looking at the clock or checking the calendar because I can trust this timer. I can do the same thing with my Focus at Will app. So Focus at Will also allows me to set a timer for the music. And then when that time is up, it just gives a gentle ding and the music goes away. That way I know it's time to move on to the next activity or whatever. I really like to work in 90 minute blocks because that's about the length of time that your brain can focus on deep work without getting burnt out or losing focus. So 90 minute time blocks work great for me and I can do that inside of Focus at Will. My kitchen timer over here only goes to 60 minutes. So I don't like that as much if I'm doing a more focused deep work, but having a timer like that and having something in your ears that is specifically designed to help your brain focus can be really beneficial. The other thing that focus that will does that I think is super cool is at the end, it will ask you to rate your session on how focused you were so that you can actually see if that particular playlist and the speed of that playlist, because you get to choose like kind of slow, medium, fast. I think they use different words, but you get to choose your intensity of your playlist and the style of music that you're listening to from your feedback. It will help you determine like if you keep using that playlist or if you should try something else. So you can find focus playlists and stuff on Spotify. You can just listen to instrumental music. But one of the things that I've found whenever I've just listened to like an instrumental playlist on Spotify is that it's often instrumental of a song that I know the words to and my brain is trying to sing them in my head the whole time. So that doesn't work for me. And so I'd much rather just pay the cheap amount and know that I have like music that is scientifically designed for focus that will also block out all of the other noises around me. All right, here's another uh, thing that I do to help eliminate distraction. And if you do not have an assistant, this may be a little challenging, but I know many of you have assistants that work with you. So my assistant is the biggest gift from God. (laughs) She puts everything in my task manager. So we use Asana. You can use whatever you want, but she takes any email, any Slack message, anything like that. And she puts it all in one place. So I actually don't go in and check my email traditionally like people would. I'm not like just 
looking to see if I have a new Slack message. She takes all of the new Slack messages. She takes all of the emails. She puts them all into my Asana in a checklist. And all I have to do is respond to her when I want to respond, or I can then go in and click into that message and I can respond to it myself. But that has helped eliminate distractions for me because I'm not always going into an email list that has like tons of spam or promotion emails or anything like that. In fact, we actually have all of my lovely friends, probably some of you send amazing marketing emails. Well, I actually have all of them go into one folder so that when I want to look at those, I can look at them at one time. So that's another way that we're eliminating distraction. But the best part about her doing this, and you can do this for yourself, but I'm just very grateful that I have somebody that does this for me. So I want to be honest that that's kind of how this works for me is when I have things on my mind, I can just download them to her and then she's going to put them in that task list. So we talked about the ability to be distracted by what you're thinking about. And oftentimes these are other tasks or activities that are on your brain that you need to accomplish. People you need to get back to and you don't want to forget. So you can, of course, do a brain dump first thing in the morning, first thing in your workday. I highly encourage you to do that. Get a pen and paper, which again, I also... I'm a big fan of pen and paper. I keep my little bullet journal right here and I keep my task list written down on that when I need to just brain dump things. So I will brain dump on that. And then if it's work related or anything, I will send a message on Voxer, which is a quick voice message to my assistant. So I just send her a voice message and I'm like, Hey, here's the thing that's on my mind. Can you help me remember this? Or I just got out of a a meeting and I'm ready to go to my next activity. So instead of like taking the time to type everything up that I need to do. I just sent her a message. I'm like, just got out of this meeting. Here's who I met with. Here's all the next steps. Can you please put it in the task manager for me? So I can trust that everything is in that task manager as long as my assistant is doing her job, which she always does. And you can do the same for yourself. It's the same sort of concept of having one list that houses everything. And you just have to figure out your rhythm of brain dumps to get everything into that list so that you can not worry about those things and just focus on the one thing that you're supposed to be working on right in that moment. Now, one of the things that I have found to be really valuable is a brain dump at night and in the morning. So having a notebook or something I keep next to my bed, having a notebook that I keep right here at my desk and being able to just write everything down that's distracting me, that's taking up space in my brain. I just put it on paper and then that really helps me eliminate the thought distractions. So my final tip on distractions is making decisions as fast as possible. So oftentimes we get distracted and overwhelmed by having a lot of decisions to make a lot of things on our list. When some of those decisions could be made in 30 seconds, and it actually takes you longer to add it to your list than it does to actually make the decision and move on. So Just like my friend in my mastermind was kind of dwelling and stirring on the decision about what to do with this employee, I want to encourage you as well. I want you to take an inventory right now of the things that are on your list that you need to make a decision about, whether that's where you're going to go for vacation, whether that's if you're going to hire or not hire this position, whether that's if you're going to fire or let go of, you know, fire or keep this employee whether you're going to test this launch model or that launch model, whether you're going to buy that thing or not buy that thing, what color you're going to paint something. I don't know what decisions you have lingering, but I want you to take an inventory of all of them. And I believe that you're going to find the list is way longer than you imagine. When we have lingering decisions, 
our brain is working in the background to process through all of the factors involved in that decision so that it can equip you to make a decision. You may not even realize that subconsciously, your brain is thinking about those paint colors while you're trying to work. Your brain is thinking about those employees while you're trying to be with your kids. And so the sooner that we can make a decision and get that off of our plate, the more space that we are going to be freeing up in our brain, and that's going to help eliminate some brain distraction. Okay, so write down those decisions, and I want you to work to get as many of those decisions made in one sitting as you can. So like set your timer for 90 minutes and be like, I'm going to take 90 minutes and I'm just going to make decisions. That's what I'm going to do. And if you're anything like me, you will often find yourself putting decisions off because as a business owner and as a mom, I make so many decisions on a daily basis that I get decision fatigue. And then I just like check out for a little while. I don't want to make decisions. I tell my husband, I'm like, I literally don't care. You decide where we're going to go. You decide where we're going to stay. Like that's what we're in the middle of right now. I'm recording this super early. So we're actually planning our fall break trip and we've been going back and forth. And finally, I was just like, I literally cannot make this decision. You have to decide what we do. So I want you to write down all of those lingering decisions, set a timer for 90 minutes or 60 minutes if that's all you have and make as many decisions as you can and get those off your plate. And doing that on a weekly basis can be really helpful because again, those lingering decisions, they're kind of in this background. Your brain is like an operating system that's always working in the background and those decisions can really fatigue your brain even though you don't realize it because you're not focusing on them consciously. Okay, so let's all do this. We've talked about all of the different ways that you can get distracted by the things that you see the things that you hear, and the things that you are thinking. I just talked to you about kind of doing a brain dump around the thinking things. I also want you to just pause right now. And if you're in your place of work, I want you to do the same thing kind of around the things that you hear and the things that you see. So get out a notebook or pull up a Google Doc, take a moment and just say, what do I see during the day? And ask yourself if it is a distraction. Chances are it is. So write down all of the things that when you're sitting at your desk, like I am looking at my computer, all of the things that I can see and are they helping me stay focused or are they hindering me from staying focused? And then what are the things that I hear throughout the day? This is something that may be a little bit harder to brain dump on because you probably don't even realize all the things that you hear, but I promise you after listening to this episode, you will hear everything you will hear the sound of the air coming out of the vent under your desk like I am hearing right now. You will hear this like random beeping in your house that you've never noticed is there. I don't know what it is, but you will hear noises that you never even recognized were there, but your brain was recognizing it in the background. So write down all of those things that you hear and ask yourself if there's a way that you can eliminate that, either by putting something in your ears that's really beneficial, like focus at will, or by removing that noise. So we're going to look at things that we're thinking, do a dump, especially around decisions. We're going to do a dump around things that we see and get all of that on paper. And then we're going to be paying extra attention to the things that we hear. And we're just over time, little by little, day by day, going to work to start eliminating those distractions because you know this and I know this, but it is 100% going to produce higher productivity, better quality of work, So your task is to define the distraction, whether it's something you hear, see, or think, to try to either minimize it or remove it. 
All right. If you do this distraction removing activity, I really want you to send me a message and tell me how it's benefited you, or maybe even share in your Instagram stories, all of the distractions that you found around you that you never knew existed and make sure to tag me at Shanna speaks or send me a DM so I can hear how this distraction elimination journey is going for you. I know I need to finish this podcast right now because I'm hearing a little rattling sound over here that I am going to figure out what it is and get it removed. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.